Hello and welcome to the Bad Asian Podcast, the world's most inconsistent podcast. The podcast where we start off talking about Asian things and we'll slowly devolve into self-indulgent thought exercises. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors listening party. Uh, they provide a space for us at Canal Street Radio to record. So please give them both a follow on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Uh, that being said, I'm your host, David Nguyen. Joining with me, as always, from the West Coast is... Imran G. And normally uh, we would have a guest, but not this week because we have two special guests. <laughs> Only Ooh. special guests here on the Bad Asian Podcast. Uh, I'll let them intro themselves. My name is Sage. Hey, Sage. Hi. <laughs> My name is Eva. Eva. All yeah. right. So Sage Youngblood and Eva Woolridge. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. All right. And I met these uh, two at a listening party. I don't know how you guys would describe a meet and greet. Yeah. 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 Or like so. a killer happy hour. Yeah. I got yeah. Fucked up. I, yeah. Same. <laughs> so <laughs> listening party is a network of podcasts and they had a meet and greet party where all the podcasts come together and everybody meets each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I met. Various people, uh, you two <laughs> were amongst them. It got to talking to you guys a little bit. Interesting yeah. background, so yeah. let's do a little collab today. So uh, why don't you guys tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about uh, the Red Dot campaign? Yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Um, so um, Sage, myself, and Jewel, who's in D.C., we have a nonprofit called Red Dot Campaign, and we collect period products and donate them to various um you know, places, underfunded schools, halfway homes, homeless shelters. But then we also re-educate and to try to destigmatize the period in reproductive health. So we host events. We have a podcast called The Red Dot Collective. Um, and this is all just to re-educate and really, like, bring in the, you know, great people, great artists, great comedians that we've worked with. So that's the whole point of The Red Dot Collective is basically extend our reach from the people we used to work with with the nonprofit and like what they do, how we can progress forward in a very funny, low key, chill vibe. And we fortunately partner with our friend Mark as well. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about Red Dot Collective. Beautiful. And <laughs> we'll definitely talk a little bit more about yeah. the Red Dot Collective a uh, little bit in the podcast. But selfishly, the reasons why I brought you two on here is because you guys are half Asian, half black. Mm. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. Are. All right, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because yes, yes. otherwise you guys can leave. Thank yeah, you. well, <laughs> look, the awkwardness is I'm supportive, but I still have the grandparents, so that is, yeah. There that we go. is as interesting yeah. <laughs> for so many. So I reasons. can half leave. I'm a foot out the door. If, uh, one thing Asian people love is hierarchies and mm. rankings. Yes, that is yeah. fucking true, yeah. and I've experienced that. So I don't think we've yep. ever had a quarter yep. Asian person on this show, <laughs> and we'll definitely uh, be judging you harshly. I already feel it. I was scared to say it. I'm not even kidding. I was like, oh, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could have kept quiet, and we would have been none the wiser, but you, know, you decided like, to be honest. Front. I yeah. love my identity. Can't uh, well, that's, see, if you were more Asian, you would know how to lie. About that. Damn! <laughs> Ooh, shit! Oh, <laughs> it's the black in me, you know. Black and proud, loud and proud. <laughs> uh, I am a Chinese black and a mix of we don't know because you know. Let's just say <laughs> slavery. <laughs> so, yeah, and honestly, same. Uh, <laughs> I'm, but I'm a black and Filipino. You guys okay. probably get this question a lot, but which side is which? Yeah, we do get this question a lot. If you want to go first. Yeah, my uh, dad is black and my mom is Filipino. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my mom is Chinese and my dad is black. Sage, mm-hmm. uh, were you, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this properly because it's difficult to kind of like um, to 
understand like an experience where you would think it's like a mathematical equation. You like you have one parent who is one thing mm-hmm. and another parent who's another <laughs> thing. So your experience should be like fifty yeah. fifty, but that's not always necessarily the case. No, not at all. So <laughs> was it kind of? Do you feel like it was a even mix of both experiences, or did you feel like one side dominated the other, or was it? I'm an American. <laughs> I just had an American experience. Um, I think I was pretty fortunate growing up, just because. Um, so I grew up in Dallas, but both sides of my family, um, the extended parts, mm-hmm. were also, for the most part, in Dallas also. Mm-hmm. So for holidays, but also just, I don't know, on like a regular Tuesday, mm-hmm. I could go over to my uncle's house um, on my mom's side or my dad's side, mm-hmm. and both parents were very adamant about making sure that I was as <laughs> involved as I could be <laughs> in the other side. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. But, uh, you know, honestly, looking back, I definitely took that for granted at the time. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you? You're a young person. Uh, as a kid, that just makes it feel like you're just doing more work and nobody wants like, that. For me, yeah. I was like itching for that shit. I was, oh, like, okay. <laughs> I was like doing my own extra homework, trying to practice like calligraphy, trying to practice. Kids. It was just I was trying to do the extra work, but it's. <laughs> I got. I was introduced. I got it. <laughs> uh, so, I, what was your experience like as a kid? Then, um, my well, my mom was very. Um, she really wanted to make sure that she, I understand my lineage. Mm-hmm. It was just a little different, just because my grandmother was Americanized. Mm-hmm. Like all of her siblings grew up in China, mm-hmm. and like her set of siblings, like three of them grew up in America. Mm-hmm. And it was during. It was in the Mississippi South, so they were living in the black community in a grocery store and so and they were like running a grocery store so having that experience and being forced to be americanized right she wasn't able to learn language so that wasn't passed down to my mom but it was like what we could do to try to salvage as much of our you know family history as possible mm-hmm. um so it was more of an american chinese experience it wasn't mm-hmm. like i could just like go over to the village that her mom was from and like have that experience right <laughs> she did which was cool mm-hmm. but and my dad he's just yeah. black as fuck so <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was just like really involved in i i loved it um but i i definitely got othered a lot so okay. trying to understand why i'd ask my parents like why is that um, especially because my brother's lighter than me. Okay. He's more Asian than I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, more legit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, uh, I was just trying to imagine what that would look like. It's like, oh, I'm more quarter Asian. <laughs> it, it's like my mom gets Filipino a lot. So he okay. get he looks more mm-hmm. like that than, um, dar- like I'm the darkest one in my family. Were there other Asians around you? Um... No, other than my mom's family. Okay. I was like, so traveling there, really taking that in. Um, yeah, no, we, it was very, like, my mom also identifies strongly at, with her black side as well. So having her, um, you know, where I grew up, it was more of, like, the black and also mixed community. Mm-hmm. So I understood that I was, quotes different, I guess, because people like to say that, mm-hmm. but... I got more of the black experience. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And have you been trying to reconnect with your Asian experience? Absolutely. All the time. How does that happen? Um, It's just like doing the research. Like I'm doing, I'm a photographer, so I'm doing an archival projects to dig up more information about the Mississippi and Mm -hmm. the Chinese community. There's only like two books in general 
specifically focused on the Chinese in the Mississippi. So getting as much information as possible with that. I interviewed my grandma for, uh, fortunately she's still alive. That's really Asian about her. She's fucking 93. (laughs) And she looks good as shit. She looks so good. Of course she does. Um, She's Chinese. She looks so (laughs) yummy. Like she looks great. Um, but yeah, I interviewed her interviewed her to get more information. Mm-hmm. So I'm personally doing the work to make sure that information is mm-hmm. salvaged. And then say you said you took your upbringing for granted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that still the case? <laughs> or ha- um, are you a little bit more conscious of kind of your identities? And it's like, oh, maybe I should focus more on learning about whatever side you don't know less about. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, I mean, while growing up, both sides of my uh, family were pretty adamant about making sure I was as involved with the other side as possible. I think I, now looking back, I probably identified more with my Filipino side, mm-hmm. but more recently I've I've come to, you know, my black side. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I am right so now. So fascinating. Black, black, black. <laughs> <laughs> I should be like black, 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 black. <laughs> So but when yeah. your uh, families were kind of uh, trying to imprint the, mm. the culture onto you, did it feel like a tug of war or did it just feel like uh, what like uh, kids who are of divorced parents is like, oh, look, I get two Christmas presents. Does that make sense? I don't uh, n- know how oh, okay. to address <laughs> that part <laughs> of it. But um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, Let's run that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the way I'm maybe I'm just trying to phrase it, but like, did it feel like uh, the, the families were kind of competing with one another? It's like, oh, let's make sure she's mm. black. Uh, and then the Filipinos were like, oh, let's make sure she's Filipino. And it just like felt like uh, and you were kind of caught in the middle. Or uh, was it more of a kind of pleasant experience? It's like, oh, look, I'm getting all this wonderful Filipino stuff and I'm getting all this wonderful black stuff. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know if there was necessarily a, a competition, mm-hmm. um, but there was definitely like an underlying uh, othering oh, okay. from okay. one side, from both sides, both sides? to the other sides. Okay. So like it would be... I don't know. I'm not trying to throw my family under the bus, <laughs> but at this, <laughs> but it's like, okay, maybe, um, maybe I was with my dad's side mm-hmm. of the family during during a holiday, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. You, I mean, both sides would have snide comments about mm. the other side, mm-hmm. and you know, me being part of both, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just you, you're kind of just like there, taking it. <laughs> <laughs> In, in place of them, yeah. <laughs> in place of the other side. Did you um, feel like you had to be the ambassador like every time you switched off? Like, no, 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 like this side's cool. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know nice that I was... Be com- like that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know that I was comfortable enough mm-hmm. with my own identity mm-hmm. okay. to, to actually do that, mm-hmm. to actually come out and, and like <laughs> be like, hey, that was pretty fucked up to say. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I'm just trying that. to fit in. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yes. Yeah. So like depending on where I where I was, mm-hmm. that's how I would adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. are you still like pretty connected with the family, or because you live in New York, is it I like um, a more detached from the Texans? I'm pretty detached. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I moved I moved out here eight years ago. Okay. Okay. And I haven't been back since. All so right. aside from like Facebook, well, aside from social media or like random texts here and there, 
I yeah, I really haven't <laughs> been keeping up with my family at all. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then last thing about uh, your, I, I'm like very curious about your Filipino upbringing, mm-hmm. just because in the Bay Area, we like I was surrounded by like all types of Asians. So and I had like a lot of Filipino friends. I was just wondering how Filipino your experience was growing up. Do you feel like it was like, do you feel like you missed out on anything? Because with uh, Eva. Uh, because your family didn't speak the language. I don't know what like the, the culture was like in the house mm-hmm. where you were exposed to a lot of Chinese culture, but you sound like you had like a whole community behind you. Was that the case? Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was very much in the Filipino community. Even um, like my sophomore year in high school, I, <laughs> I was part of a pageant. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I was actually Miss Teen Philippine Texas. Oh, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> throw that in there you know i would (laughs) my family would watch um like filipino channels like shows pretty religiously but like on the flip side of that my my mom also tried to americanize us in in so far as i don't actually speak the language Mm -hmm. i can understand more than i can speak Mm -hmm. tagalog specifically um but yeah i don't know did she ever take you to the philippines yeah. Okay. Did yeah, you like yeah. that experience? I did. I would like love to go back, but I don't know. No, schedules never line up. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> never, yeah. Schedules and budgets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have a cotillion? Nope. Uh, did they buy you a car? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I w- <laughs> will say I had a cotillion and they bought me a car. Oh, I don't know. Let me just say, with any fucking... Asian character as a keychain. So, oh, <laughs> the Chinese character on the keychain. Like, here you go. I feel like I have to prove myself a lot more right now. I feel like so sorry to jump in there. Go on with no, I do. didn't know Chinese people had cotillions or black people had cotillions. Oh, yeah. We have, it's a whole history. Debutante. Debut, oh, it was yeah. a debutante. Wore a wedding gown. Wait, is that the black side or the Chinese side? Black side. Black yeah. side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that I'm familiar with the debutante, but I didn't know. It's called a cotillion, though. Oh, I yeah. didn't know it was called a cotillion. Yeah, me neither. Oh, damn. See, I wasn't even, I wasn't part of any of that. Wow. <laughs> From and either they, side. <laughs> and they bought you a car. Yeah. What a family. Yeah, How do you know, like, house. one Filipino person who got a cotillion and a car? Because <laughs> normally it's one or the other. Rarely is it neither. Well, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like you, you need to come back to Dallas. It's like you guys owe me one of these two things right now. Yeah, right? I just got hand me downs. <laughs> do you still have your sash from when you won? <laughs> yes. yes, I do. Do you? I, do? Yeah, I have my sash. I have my trophy. I was and my crown. Yeah. I have the dress, the like the formal gown. Okay. Was your hair really long? Uh, no, like, was like she has very long hair now. So I'm curious. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever just wear it around the house just to like <laughs> let people know still? No, I've actually um, deleted like every single photo <laughs> <laughs> related to this that. This is why so. I never saw it. Yeah. I would like to see this. I was going to yeah. say you should wear it to your next meeting. Just to, like yeah. show up and be like, I just want you to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> actually, can you do that for the next Red Dot podcast? Oh, please. Yeah, I'll have my mom ship it. <laughs> uh, how did you two meet? Yeah. Oh... Actually, um, her boyfriend, Justin, who, funny enough, he actually, my town did not have that many Asian people, specifically Chinese. He, he is Chinese and white, and so he was one of my only friends who were mm-hmm. Chinese. And um, we went to high school together, and then they met in college, and he introduced me to her, and then my loyalty went directly to her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how we became friends. Yeah. 
This is like, oh my god, I've been looking for someone like you my whole life. Uh, no, but honestly, that was a big factor that really um, unified us. Is we had a lot of conversations about what it was like being mixed, mm-hmm. and especially like because our hair is different than a lot of people that we grew up with, or like, you know, mm-hmm. our eyes look different or something like that. So having like meeting her and just having that conversation, and then what really brought us together was realizing our dads knew each other. Oh what? wow. Oh, yeah. It's a small world. Yeah, it's nuts. They both, um, well, they were part of the same fraternity Uh at uh, Morehouse. Okay. Nice. So black. Yeah. So black. (laughs) 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 And yeah, they. Wait, did your your parents meet at Morehouse? Who, mine? Yeah. Isn't that like an all guy school? Well, Mm -hmm. it's part of a university that has, like, Spelman's the women's. Yeah. And um, Morehouse is the men's, but it's part of a university that is, like, a collective. Got it. Okay. Um, No, my mom went to University of Maryland, and um, I ended up going to University of Maryland. Oh, Mm -hmm. dope. Um, Yeah. And part of that, my dad was an alpha of the fraternity, and my mom was AKA, and I ended up being AKA, and they called me China Doll number two, because her... Mm. My name was China Doll. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was the only Chinese girl that looked, and everyone else was dark skinned, so it was very interesting. They really, mm-hmm. in the 80s, you really think that's kind of problematic that they would call her that, but. No, nope. <laughs> anything went in the 80s. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, we all just got woke. Until they did that shit to me, what, like five years ago? <laughs> so, how woke are we? Um, yeah, and then they, they met in California because they were both from, lived in California. Okay. So okay. Berkeley. Very so. cool. How'd your parents meet, Sage? Um, they both worked at the same hospital in uh, uh, King Drew Medical in LA. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But most people, especially Filipinos, when they see my parents, mm-hmm. they ask if um, my dad is in the military. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! I get that. Yeah, so that's I gotta, so I gotta jump in like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Even though that's fine. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Look, I had the I was on vacation and this um, woman asked me at no my this woman asked my mom saying, How did you make such a beautiful black baby like her? Like that and I was just like my mom, I was a lot younger so I didn't realize the offense, but mm-hmm. it's like the questions that people ask when you just when it just doesn't look right to mm-hmm. them. So uh, yeah, it's fucking You know who was more offended backhanded compliments? Your my brother? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is that? Because if they point at you and they'd be like, how'd you make such a beautiful... And then he's like, just sitting yeah. there. Yeah. He wasn't there, though. He oh, wasn't okay. there. Okay. <laughs> what, are, what are some wild questions you guys get in regards to like just being mixed? Oh, shit. Someone actually said, what are you? And then said... Um, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm mixed. So I hate answering it like that. She's like, oh, I can tell because you're like, eyes look chinky. <laughs> and this was at work. <laughs> and she was a black woman. And I was like, dog, you what? And you don't know what to do. You can't go off on someone at work. And you're just like, Loki, you'd be like, sis, you can't say that shit. Like, and it, so that was wild. You could <laughs> if you were wearing a sash that said that you were a champion. I'm queen. I'm passing queen. <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> Damn, that's gonna follow you. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents ever talk to you about their dating experience? What it was like, like uh, for a Filipino person to be dating a black person, and then for yourself also? Well, I think there was only um, so my parents met in 
at like both working at a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was very, very diligent about work. Mm-hmm. She was just like, I'm here to work. I'm mm-hmm. not here to date. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my dad was, you know, trying to get her attention and all <laughs> that stuff for like, a, like an extended period of time. Then, um, like you wouldn't leave her alone. I guess, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you put it like that. <laughs> but, um, no, it was okay. It was yeah, the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, like you know, guys ever re- uh, watch Family Matters? I actually didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Well, guess we're not black enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Urkel at the time was a very, you know, just persistent, uh, persistent character. Yeah, yeah. But now, when you reflect back on it, it's like okay, it's like a lot of a lot of problematic uh, yeah, attitudes okay. here with Urkel, like. <laughs> She said no, and he would not listen. <laughs> but your dad well, was just trying to get her attention the whole time? Yeah, okay. and then eventually my mom, you know, said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they went on their first date, mm-hmm. and then two weeks later they got engaged. So wow! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah, wow. so and did your grandparents at all have any issues with, with, your, uh, with your parents? Like coupling? Um, so my... my uh, no, for the most part, no, except for um, my aunt on my dad's side. Um, mm. I think she was the most vocal about uh, how quickly they were going, but also she had some pretty problematic things to say about <laughs> the fact that, sh- that my mom wasn't black. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the only riff. And uh, honestly, to this day, my mom's not a big fan of her. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Yeah, you can't really, like, you can forgive, but you can't really forget, you know? Yeah, yeah. She, she didn't come to their wedding. Oh. Like, that was how, That's a different how against story. it. Wow. Yeah, that was how against it she was. Two weeks. What a whirlwind. Um, mm. I got you beat. Oh. oh. Yeah. Same situation. Well, I'm going like, to take you on a story. <laughs> I didn't know that. That was actually wild that you said that. Um, yeah. Parents met in California. Um, when my mom was house sitting for his great aunt, or no, her great aunt, mm-hmm. and who was friends with my dad's grandmother, right? So mm-hmm. they went, up, and so she house sitting. He was like taking her around, you know, trying to show her the area, and um, you know, they went on a date, and then six days later they got engaged. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm just saying, you took the the. I love telling that story that you fucking took it. <laughs> <laughs> Your own greatness. <laughs> That's like my key That's story. That's why she gets the sash. I know. Because she's a winner. She gets there first. She's a winner. <laughs> Pulls through. And did your, did your parents have any issues? Or your grandparents have any issues with their couple? Um, well, I think my dad's biggest regret is that he didn't ask for um, my pop-up's blessing, I guess. Oh, okay. For first. Like, mm. just talking to him. Because he's very... My my uh, papa is a general, so mm-hmm. like he's hard body and he's damn. You know, he's he's also still alive. They're just <laughs> kicking, you know, and um, yeah, he was he was a lot disappointed only in that um, idea, but he really respected um, my dad. He liked that he went to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. He saw him as like a good guy. So eventually, out of that, uh, yeah, they supported him. Do you guys think that uh, asking for a father's blessing is still important? I think not a father's blessing, but just your parents' blessing. Oh, your parents' or blessing. Or a guardian or okay. someone that is just clearly looks after you. I think that's important. I don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think uh, I would do that whole blessing thing. I don't understand. It's like, you know, it's uh, the my girlfriend, if she were to say yes, then I think that's 
that's it, right. you know? It's not like uh, if the dad disapproves, like, well, that's it, then we got to well, figure that's something the thing. else out. When that, if it's a no, yeah. then you're just kind of like, well, <laughs> fuck it, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, because, uh, like, but imagine if, like, uh, I got my girlfriend's father's blessing and my girlfriend said no. It's like, well, your dad said yes, so guess what? <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it seems like, I think, That would work I in an Indian wedding. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking oh, about. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel like it is it more of just asking the respect like I just letting him know mm-hmm. like yeah or letting that adult know like I'm I care about your you know mm-hmm. uh, child <laughs> yeah your daughter son and I just I want to me it's just easy to do like it really takes no effort you know yeah. to just to meet him and talk to and if it makes that big of a yeah. deal to him it's like just do it just whatever the thing is he didn't even meet the father like my pop-up yet that's the thing he didn't oh. even so just, he just like proposed and yeah, was six just, days what yeah. are you gonna have to <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so you're just kind of like it's like did they hang out uh, like all six days in a row or was so. okay i would like to think so yeah. <laughs> otherwise like no nah, i just hung out really for four I, days. I mean i asked her and because she, she's a very practical woman she's mm-hmm. like you know um but she was just like, and you know, and just knew, and then and back then, I feel like the people just jumped into marriage. Mm. Like I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, six days is a. I've owned everything that I own for longer than six days. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Shit, I panic. Our generation panics with that thought of commitment. So how can we really like? <laughs> so. Or maybe our generation just isn't as committed as they would be. You know. I think we have a different understanding of commitment. Okay. Oh. What, what what do you mean by mean? that? Well, in I guess in talking about marriage and um, you know asking for a parent's blessing, mm-hmm. you know when you think about marriage, I guess for for our parents, I think it it was like a family a family decision mm-hmm. or that had a lot to do with it. Whereas yeah. today, if I were to commit myself to a person, like that is our relationship. Yeah. It has nothing to do with yep. anyone else outside of I that. Agree. Dope. For me, for me personally. I, mean, I agree with that. That was good. <laughs> now that you guys are a little bit older, um, have you guys figured out your identity? Are you guys very comfortable with your identity, or is it still a process that you're uh, forever a process? Would, yeah, oh, forever a process. Damn. Honestly, even being on this show right now, again, I felt like I, I have to prove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dealt with that a lot, and mm-hmm. it's very. Not saying this is irritating. I'm just saying in general, it's like an internal irritation I have. I've had good friends of mine who are like fully Korean that were saying behind my back, "Oh, she's she's not Chinese enough." Right? You're <laughs> Korean. How yeah. do you? How <laughs> are you telling me I'm not Chinese enough? Uh-huh. Like, and I can't control yeah. historical you know situations that happen. Right. But I can tell you, like, I'm proud of my family lineage. Yeah. I take great pride in it. Yeah. And. Um, I, it excites me to do the research because if I'm getting stopped on the street nearly on like, every other day, uh-huh. random people asking, what are you? There's clearly something that's othering me that makes me like, you know, I want to learn more about my history. Again, I can't control what yeah. happened in the past. So. Same thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Definitely say so. It's a day to day process. <laughs> So were the Koreans the meanest to you? Is that is that what's going on? Because we're gonna we're gonna go into hierarchy we eventually, out. so call we just out. might as well just start <laughs> Shit. now. <laughs> right now, of the Asian uh, groups, which ones are the most uh, intrusive? Yeah, honestly, don't be shy. This won't I, come back to blow back in your face. Anymore. I feel like it will. <laughs> 
honestly, I don't know. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, just that's, I feel yeah. like that's the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would just yeah. say everyone. Uh, all Asian groups are equally reckless. And <laughs> also, yeah. let's just put a pin. We're fucking dark skinned. So yeah. Yeah. we're always going to be targets of mm-hmm. like, you're not oh enough. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. another level. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> pro- <laughs> Yeah, like colorism exists. Like it's like a real thing. We had to sift through all the uh, Asian <laughs> stuff first, and then we get to colorism. <laughs> like first race, colorism. But I know they're intertwined. But yeah. Yes, they're, they're Look, when we come back to a time, uh-huh. let's say specifically with the Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. Chinese and black people in the seventies were highly involved in working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm talking about Berkeley, California, Oakland, California, where they, you know, the Black Panthers, the Chinese and Asian community that saw or they were being um, like persecuted and discriminated discriminated against also were like we see the value in working together that is my goal that's my hope where like the black community and specifically the Chinese community can come together again mm-hmm. that is like the highlight golden time for mm-hmm. me like reading Asada Shakira's book she mentions that and she mm-hmm. was like a famous black panther and she's just like the partnerships the groups in um, Oakland that worked with the black panther like it was delicious to read about, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I want to go back to. Mm. Okay. I don't want to fight. Do you know, <laughs> is there a book that like uh, illustrates when it kind of splintered? Uh, when the when white people created the model minority. Oh. oh. Yes. Yep. They're so smart. I know. Fuck. <laughs> They're white. evil geniuses. <laughs> you you got to give them time. Props. They're really good at divert, They're like... Yes, mm-hmm. they're really good. Every it's time, it's just because it, we were good together, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, "Look, they okay." I, I was, I'm diving in this. <laughs> Do, <laughs> Do it. Look, they did. Th- if you really want to talk about their strategy, they've been doing this during Bacon's Rebellion when indentured servitude was like the first kind of servitude in America. Right, mm-hmm. slaves were here, mm-hmm. white indentured servants were here, Native Americans were slaves, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and when I say slaves originally, I was saying African slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bacon's Rebellion brought all them together, and they were rebelling against, you know, the plantation owners. But then they were, once that was settled, and they were able to, like, split them up. They're like, look, 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 look. Indentured Irish. Y'all, you look like us. So when you're done with your seven years, like, you're good. But them, they're, they're darker skin. Like, you're, they're, they are going to be slaves for life, right? Mm-hmm. That was how they used and that's how they split us up. They did the same thing when the Chinese were making the Chinese Railroad. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The, these are repetitive patterns of strategy to split us up. And they did this. The most modern day idea of it was the model minority that happened, I think, um, 70s also. I would say 60s or 70s when that concept was created. I mean, they're still doing it yeah, with, I was like, uh, the <coughs> Mexicans. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah, they're going to come in and steal your jobs. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And it's it's just, and it's so sad to see, like, you know, black Southerners that feel that way when it's like, dog, they're doing... I mean, they're still <sighs> doing it. Like, uh, <laughs> I read so an article uh, where they were highlighting uh, Chinese uh, people, like, Chinese people, and then, like, uh, who also who are also came here as immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were for Trump because they didn't want uh, illegal immigrants coming <laughs> into the country. <laughs> Where <laughs> is the logic? Just because like, their mentality is, we're immigrants, but we came here the right way. It's not fair that these people come here and cut the line. Uh, but, but what do they have <laughs> any historical <laughs> reference when they came in the 20s and they were being you know put in propaganda and being treated like shit? Uh, that's viewed as left-wing <laughs> revisionism. <laughs> <laughs> How could Fuck. be? They just got to the country. It's going to take them a while to <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 
shit. <laughs> but yeah, crafty white people. <laughs> it's like every time. Wild. <laughs> Um, what was it? What is your background? I'm Vietnamese. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, 100%. Oh, hello. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Just sprinkle a brag. No, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 for me, it's come to terms uh, in the last couple of years where instead of viewing Asian people as like ratios, is uh, if someone says I'm Asian, then that's good enough for me. I like Because that. I went, uh, I used to work at this diversity consulting company and we would have these uh, get-togethers all the time and people would like just bear out all their feelings in regards to race and there's this one guy who was half black half white but he was like white passing oh, and it just blew oh. everybody's mind like we could not like conceptualize what was going on yeah. here <laughs> because like he he would talk about like his experience growing up uh hanging out with his black side of the family mm. and just people didn't like they couldn't Imagine, because he he was very much white passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, uh, and uh, and from that on, it's like okay, well, if you're saying you're black, and then you know, but and you have a black family, then like who are any of us to say that you're not? Because you ha- like he had the a black experience. Mm-hmm. It's just on the surface of it, there's just no way for us to like conceptualize that. Look, the trauma mm-hmm. that he experienced mm-hmm. making him want to is he does he want to white pass like he pl- he has an intention to i don't know if he ha- wants to white pass if anything he want i i felt like he had this need to have his blackness acknowledged okay because that was never just happened to be yeah white yeah because you know like there's okay. people who are mixed and they had a uh, you know certain kind of lighter shade mm-hmm. but he was like just very white passing yeah you know it's like mm-hmm. you he looked like, you know, I don't know, like Conan O'Brien, but without practice <laughs> or something like that. Wow. So, yeah, 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 Very yeah, yeah, passive. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I ask is some people had the intention mm-hmm. to, you know, um, act on white passing. Mm-hmm. And some people just like, they want, like this gentleman wants to, people to know that he is black. Right. So like, as and uh, the only reason I bring that up is because. Look, you have the trauma, mm-hmm. and if if he chose to white pass, that trauma alone just like confirms. Okay, yes, you are black because you struggle with your identity where you cannot, um, you don't want to acknowledge your blackness. But that, that wasn't him. But right. that was what I was bringing up. Yeah, well, there was like a lot, a lot of t- back and forth uh, talk because there's like this one white woman who's like, yeah, I just I can't see it. Like, <laughs> you're just white. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like I yeah, I, I, I understand what she was trying to yeah. say, but <laughs> <She's> not, <laughs> like, right. I, I don't know. I'm not going to defend her. Yeah, no. <laughs> but Even I'm so nice like to you. But I know, so right? nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't see it. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, but like uh, this is just uh, probably how he just moves through life. He's just yeah. people will. I think there's a when it comes to mixed people, especially. Um, there's like a dismissiveness uh, of your identity or part of your identity, right? Mm -hmm. And so not to say that the experiences are the same, but there is a kind of common thread where even if you're Asian in this country, it's like, are you Asian or are you American? It's like one side is never gonna be enough for each other. And then for yourselves, it's like, okay, so it's hard enough to be Asian and it's hard enough to be black and now there's like this Americanness thrown in together, yeah. uh, and then not even to mention like you know whatever your sexual preferences are too mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. just m- just uh, confuse a person even more so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 
you know, like you guys said, <laughs> it's a growing process. For me, it's like, okay, I'm Vietnamese, so I just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I can just, <laughs> like, one less thing for me to worry about, you know? <laughs> uh, except for people like Emron, who's like your Korean friend, who like, has the audacity to <laughs> question how Vietnamese I am. Oh, uh, does he test oh. you? Do you oh, test all, him? The, all the time. I don't think he's Vietnamese oh, at all. Shit. Just only yeah. for, Damn, uh, for the point that it really bothers him, so I just know that I think he's like if 10% only you can see his Vietnamese. Face right now. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> Only, well, tell us about your experience. I'm 100% Indian. Okay. Yeah. Well, but he used to be Muslim, but he abandoned it for a white woman. Ooh, drag. I, no, yeah. those are two completely separate things. You can't lump them but together. The timeline, but the timeline links up. <laughs> Absolutely Damn. not. That is not Do you see what's out. happening? What's Separation. That? Yeah. Like, it's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> like, we're separated. It's just like, the white woman. <laughs> like, separate. <laughs> No, I'm, nah. you know what? Find your path, dude. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no. I was uh, I was raised 100. percent Well, I'm 100 percent Indian, but I was raised Muslim, and then just mm-hmm. kind of over time, it just kind of fell to the wayward, to the side. I don't know. Are you guys really religious? Oh yeah, that's another thing on that's top of all that. Um, no. Okay. And no. I am that way because of my upbringing. Okay. Because oh, my really? mom was like hardcore Catholic. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about your uh, dad's side? Um, I mean, my dad was Catholic also, but he was not a, he didn't really oh, practice. Oh, black Catholic. You yeah. don't see too many huh. I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. about to say that. Yeah, um, okay. yeah my, um, my mom grew up Catholic, um, but definitely denounced that when she got older. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's still Catholic, mm-hmm. still goes to church every day. I mean, every Sunday. And, um, but she, she's very spiritual. She's actually an angel scribe and a spiritual life coach now. So okay. <laughs> she um, connects with like with her intuition. She uh-huh. connects with the angels that like Catholicism references like mm-hmm. Archangel Michael and all that stuff. But her practice is to, you know, bring positivity and light using spirituality mm-hmm. for other people. So she uses that in her life coaching platforms. So I grew up very spiritual, meditated all the time. Um, my dad practice buddhism for a little bit so i definitely had a mix of different religions did you guys have like uh macho dads and motherly mothers Mm. like you know just your more kind of traditional kind of gender role or was it more nuanced than that because like i know like uh with asians we are definitely like strong with uh patriarchal gender roles and then i think blacks can be but that i'm not as uh, i cannot speak as confidently about i i was in a matriarchal oh okay yeah yeah that's about right you have (laughs) like a lot of women in your family Mm -hmm. yeah i have um three sisters Mm -hmm. so my dad was outnumbered Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) the intensity of your face when you said that (laughs) so like he stayed in his lane He knew. Like, Dad, did you win any uh, <laughs> pageants? I, I don't think so. so. Yeah. so fall back. <laughs> yeah, I think my my mom though um, took charge. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. A lot. Um, my my parents had a um, a dental practice um, back in Dallas, so they were both running the business. But at the same time, you know, my mom was doing all of the maintaining the home of course mm-hmm. yeah on top of that so yeah. my dad was like okay you're doing everything yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you need help let me know yeah. and <laughs> i'm right here yeah. oh my god <laughs> i'm here how did you feel about that like le- learning that 
uh, I was, you know, really intimidated by my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that, yeah. She's such a sweet woman. Um, oh, my God. And your dad is so sensitive. He is. He cries a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. So sensitive. Because he gets bullied all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That might be it. Perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think um, like my dad was a traditional, like, I guess, kind of breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? He worked on Wall Street for a bit. My mom um, was a is a writer. Mm-hmm. Like she 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 stayed home, take care of the kids, right, and did the home stuff. But she did so so she can be a published writer, which she was successful at, which is great. Um, but I would say it was a pretty equal role. Um, you know, my dad was pretty sensitive too. I was able to talk to him about things, so it was like kind of a go with the flow family experience. And say not too traditional structure. Wow, so eclectic. Yeah, <laughs> everybody here. It makes life, you know. Yeah. What yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> so wait, before we move on, I do have a question, and we're going to go back a little bit. You said your mom talks to angels. Is that right? Yeah. So, like, what level of angels has she ever brought that up? Like, uh, what? Like, what's the biggest name angel she's actually talked to? Um. Gabriel, Whoa. Raphael, and Michael. Yeah. Oh, I love that we can have this conversation right now. This is <laughs> yes, because Loki. I mean, I'm I'm my mother's daughter, so like I'm pretty into that too. But um, did you talk to Gabriel yeah. a lot? Because he's like top dog. He's like the. Uh, he. I. I have a very warm, sweet spot when it comes to learning about Gabriel. Um, I've had my own experience connecting with um, Archangel Gabriel, which is very nice. Um, during a time that was very dark for me, so okay. um, it was, and that's his, his. Um, I would say that's what his purpose is, is to, or that's what that. It's like an energy. It's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't have a gender, but um, is to bring positive light and try to clear negativity from your life. While mm-hmm. Michael is like trying to, I don't know, destroy evil. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> Gabriel is a lot more positive. He's supposed to uplift you to be like things are going to work out when they need you. When, when it will, so just, like, don't give up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I had, I was, I, I had my own experience where I communicated with him, which was very transcending and very scary at the same time, but it was mm. cool. Okay. You ever talk to Michael? It's like, hey, What's this Michael? person's <laughs> bugging me. Can you just go take care Attack. of that person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Michael's daddy, though. Like, he seems like he's popping. <laughs> 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 Michael seems like he's, like, daddy. You know what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'm not too involved. I just like learning about it, but, um, yeah, from my own, like through meditation and stuff like that, I was fortunate to have my own spiritual experiences that, you know, give me hope and positivity. And I think that's just the general point of any kind of organized or non-organized religion, anything that just like keeps you pushing through your life, you Mm -hmm. know, um, if you find it through like scientific texts and you get closure there, that's how you get closure. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Do you, do you know, do you like, do like research on this? I, uh, I've kind of, I mean, like the angels exist in Islam as well. Oh, so, yeah. and they have like a lot of the same names. Except like we call Gabriel Jibrail. So it's like similar. Ooh. Yeah. So I, that's why I have, I have like a, <laughs> I mean, we can go through the angel hierarchy if you want. I mean, that's what we do. But no. All right. Gabriel, top dog. <laughs> top dog. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who's the worst angel? Oh, probably. I mean, Gabriel's everybody's favorite. Wouldn't Lucifer yeah. be the worst? <laughs> I would <laughs> say, actually, Lucifer. He was also the top dog for a while. Mm, he was a favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know much one. about the devil. Yeah. So, um, 
Um, so, I don't. What was your question? No, I didn't have one. It was just more like you oh, asked okay. me who my top dog was. I was like, Oh yeah, what are your Gabriel. top dogs? Chip Rail, whatever. But then we'll. Uh, but I, I feel like Lucifer is. Uh, it gets a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what it, it's like the concept of the devil is just any darkness that we have, right? Yeah. Like I don't know, and I don't. I don't literally see that there is like a devil. I don't mm-hmm. believe that there's a devil. Well, a lot of the idea of the devil was also um, you combine other ideas of kind of evil so yeah. uh they drew a lot from like pagan religions yeah. mm-hmm. not just like the greco-roman stuff but from just everybody who came in contact with i guess early christians yeah, yeah. that's the thing they yeah. just developed this concept yeah. like anything that we're not used to or familiar with right. that must be what we call the devil yeah yep. it's like uh, the seven deadly sins that's not even in the uh the bible is it not i no. never read the bible i don't know <laughs> yeah <Where's it> from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I li- some guy's book. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I would say the only reference I have for the seven devi- ugh, seven deadly sins is from America's Next Top Model. When uh, they okay. had a photo shoot of the seven deadly sins. Was that <laughs> great episode? <laughs> it was okay. Do you remember yeah. talking mm-hmm. about? I was like, fuck the colors. They were in a graveyard. It was great. Is that the one where uh, the chick with the mohawk one? Oh my god! Is it with the spider? Was yeah, that? Yeah. that was, was that the Eva. shoot? That was, that was Eva. That but was, was that the shoot? That was the seven deadly sins. No, that one was a jewelry shoot. I remember that because I was like, me and Eva Pitford connect. Who I talked on the phone. I talked oh. to her on the phone before. <laughs> Just you know. Oh wow. Okay. Name dropper. I <laughs> 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 got too excited about that. <laughs> um, wow. Can you guys talk a little bit about the red dot? Yeah. Campaign. Um, Take it away. You want? You know, it's the whole spiel. It's the whole elevator okay. pitch. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I have I'm, to do it. You don't have no, to do it. No, we do. 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 We have to. Because this is important. This is so <laughs> good. At, okay. At. So yeah. um, Red Dot Campaign started with Jewel and I at the University of Maryland when we were seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, we read an article about homeless people experiencing their period and not having the necessary uh, products to deal with that because it's such a at the time specifically but still now a taboo subject to discuss so when you think about Mm -hmm. donating products to a homeless um or just donating in general what do you think about cans canned goods food Food. clothes clothes yes blankets none of that no one has ever just donated period products and we were just like holy shit this (laughs) this <laughs> why have yeah. we not thought about this is that it was like where our privilege was we never had to worry about it right is it also because mm-hmm. when we think of a like a homeless person you mainly think of a guy instead of a woman i mean i no, i i per- that's a great mm-hmm. um observation mm-hmm. i never thought of it that way i think specifically reading the article i was like yeah i've seen homeless women yeah so of course I just we like, all have seen homeless women but like i'm just yeah. saying if you say homeless you're just like guy, guy right? Yeah. A guy with a beard. It's a dude. And, yeah. it's a dude. Yeah. Like even most of the the homeless people that you have like on the train, I mm-hmm. would say, you know, there's a ratio where it's like more homeless dudes to yeah. homeless women. It's just but like yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that's an afterthought. So of yeah. course you would never think that hey, women have different needs just in life, but yeah. then especially a homeless woman, she probably has even more needs that don't get right. brought up. Yeah, I mean, we could really dive into what the, like, homeless experience for women are like. Like, they're most likely to be sexually assaulted in shelters, Mm -hmm. um, you know, raped in shelters. A lot, they don't trust going there. But, you know, that's, 
that is a whole other important, significant subject to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, what we did, we just made a goal to. Oh, we were also high as shit when we read this article. Mm. We smoked that. We like to just. <laughs> so we're like, whoa, like we should do something about this. <laughs> Jewel and I were like, what? that's a great concept. Let's let's do something. So we made a senior initiative, uh-huh. and um, we had a goal okay. of ten thousand products. Um, we surpassed that goal, which was so exciting. And it was only in, in like, four months. Mm -hmm. So um, we donated to three uh, shelters in D.C. and Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we graduated. A year later, um, I moved to New York. Sage and I connected. And then at the same time, people were asking, like, how they can keep donating. Mm -hmm. Um, We thought this was just a campaign. We're like... Dude, we are gone. We're not worried about this right now. We can't. Trying to find it, right? (laughs) Well, I'm proud to say it wasn't for a class. Like it was just an initiative (laughs) that we had. Okay, I'm a better person than that. But Sage um, really wanted to do an art exhibition, just in general, right? Uh And um, she was like, "Well, why don't you combine Red Dot and we make an art exhibition?" And then that's how our first one was created, called Embrace the Period. Mm Um, we had a gallery in Tribeca. Um, we outsourced artists just to um, create work, just art- artwork just about the period and what that meant to them. Mm-hmm. And we had, you know, guys, girls, like, you know, fashion designers, graphic designers, painters, photographers, sculptors, just like to create work um, about that. Um, and then ever since then, that was like in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, every year we had an art show and then we just grew into like donating about 37,000 products, uh, DC, New York and natural uh, disaster, you know, initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, our concept expanded fortunately, um, in the last three years where we understand that not just women have periods. Um, it's an evolved concept that just anyone who menstruates um, experience a period. So trans men, mm-hmm. they experience a period. Non-binary people, they experience a period. Um, just anyone who identifies as a menstruator. Mm-hmm. So we educate. Now we're at New Women's Space, which is exciting. Have you guys ever been? It's in Brooklyn. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a great... Um, uh, it's our brick and mortar that we took over. Um, it's an event space that is very inclusive, ensuring that um, you know LGBTQ plus POCs can host events that are affordable, that also push the social justice movement. Mm-hmm. So while taking over that space, Red Dot was able to create f- free events there. So all you know, comedy shows, our exhibitions, panel discussions. We had mm-hmm. a fantastic one um, about two weeks ago. Uh, last month yeah last month called um um navigating the body identifying non-binary sex and mm-hmm. what was it navigating the body um identifying i forgot what the title was it was fantastic it was na- <laughs> navigating sex and identity i'm sorry it was yeah and okay. um it, we had a 70 people there that wow. were just coming together to talk wow. about um, sex, bodies, uh, experience with their partners and mm-hmm. how to communicate mm-hmm. that. And that was under Red Dot's programming, which was fantastic. And now we have a podcast and I'm done talking. Our <laughs> art show last year was actually here. Oh, at yeah. Canal Street Market. It was fantastic. Great. Bad traffic. Oh, what are some of the uh, biggest challenges that you guys encounter? Funding. I Funding. <laughs> okay. The words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's a it's a large issue that's been around since like the seventies. We just came back from Colorado Springs mm-hmm. at this conference that was basically all people around the world that are pushing the period um, p- like policy agenda and mm-hmm. um, equality. And we fortunately are um, we're pretty like well placed there. Like a lot of people know us, which is really exciting because it was a very white experience. And being that we were like one of like five, mm-hmm. you know, just people of color mm-hmm. in a room of like 150, yeah. maybe 200. And it was like yeah. a whole weekend workshop. Um, it was cool to see that we were recognized for doing the work that we do. Um, but the big issue is really funding and making sure that, you know, we just do this volunteer. We take care of New Women's Space volunteer and we mm-hmm. take care of Red Dot volunteer. Wow, where do you guys get the time? <laughs> <laughs> carve it out. We <laughs> carve it out. <laughs> like we don't have any. <laughs> yeah, congrats on bringing all the diversity to Colorado. Right? Yeah, it's someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was Someone fun though. Like, is it just because it was in Colorado or is it uh, the issues itself tends to draw more non-people of color? Mm. I, I I've lived in Colorado, so I'm going <laughs> to say Colorado. <laughs> I mean, yes, that that's definitely a part of it. But the conference itself was very uh, white centric. Well, yeah. Western, yeah. Western ideals, all of that. And uh, when you guys have your events, mm-hmm. does it tend to be like a diverse crowd or is it yes okay that's cool so (laughs) fun okay it is it is not you don't feel like you're there with like kind of like okay we're gonna volunteer like it's we always make it fun Mm -hmm. people have a great time and Mm -hmm. fortunately we got surveys to prove it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean we just bring (laughs) our experiences and like our background into our business um we listen to great music um you know we're into the you know, for example, like cannabis industry being used for menstruation. Like we want to get into that, learning more about that because this is healing. These are healing herbs that can help with your period and mm-hmm. stuff like that and cramps. Um, and okay. so it, we always make it fun. We're just pretty low key Brooklyn people. So do you feel like uh, boys aren't necessarily taught about the menstruation process either? Because I, I, yeah, because <laughs> I'm completely ignorant about everything that goes out there. It's yeah. like, well, nor am I, yeah, like, he's like, uh, it, well, it, no one ever wanted to speak with me about it. It's yeah. like, nor do I have, like, a natural curiosity <laughs> to go into it, per se. <laughs> but it does sound like, uh, I guess, if guys were more educated, uh, maybe it would be a bigger priority. If you think about sex education just in general. So I went to Catholic school 12 years we were separated. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like a different, different. <laughs> we were separated, boys and girls. Right. <laughs> two different, two mm-hmm. different rooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what the what like the boys learned about, mm-hmm. but um, I don't recall even like the girls' sex education class, which was like maybe a two-hour session. Wow. One day, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it had. To, that makes sense, though. They're like, yeah. just don't do I it. I mean, yeah, that, that <laughs> was honestly it. For we two didn't, hours. It. Oh we, didn't, we didn't necessarily... Yeah, don't do it. Don't we didn't necessarily it. cover yeah. anatomy. Uh-huh. We didn't cover biology in any way. It was, yes, abstinence. Yeah. I think for my... Yeah. S- it's like, don't do it until you get married. And, and even then, only to, like only to, to have kids. Six yeah. Days. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yo, we want to fuck six days. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do fuck! it. Fuck! <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> well done. <laughs> that was off the dome. Was that off the dome? Wow. I remember from my sex uh, education class, it was like mm. 15 minutes. Yeah, same. <laughs> they drew uh, a circle to signify the egg and a sperm. Mm. It's like, this is how babies are made, and this is how condoms <laughs> work. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I remember clearly raising my hand, asking, because we watched a video, and they were like, how, I was like, what What do they mean when it gets hard? Like, like erect. And I just <laughs> didn't understand the concept. I was like, so the blood just hardened? <laughs> Still don't really understand the complex, you know, but it doesn't even matter at this point for me. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, they didn't talk about period. They, for the women, yes, they said this mm-hmm. what it will happen to your body. But um, for mm-hmm. some reason, yeah. I was definitely a kid where I – didn't understand why periods were a mm-hmm. secret when i was 13 my friends gave me yeah. a period like to celebrate my birthday just gave me all these pads with little notes and like all this stuff because i was such a weirdo like i wanted my period so bad and i didn't and i had to shelve it for like <laughs> two more years because i was so late with yeah. getting my period but talk about a calling like what you're supposed to do in life if i was a 13 year old yeah. like advocating for periods not understanding why we hide it a tampon up our sleeve to use the bathroom like i just didn't understand why it's a secret it was frustrating to be honest yeah i i remember being a kid and just watching all the commercials and i would be like man if i ever made anything that was blue, I would <laughs> right <laughs> that's how little i knew i was just like if it's blue I mean, like why would you you're not up? wrong for like having that idea like you don't you don't have a period you're not you don't talk about it mm-hmm. right and then that's yeah. what you see yeah. it's fucking crazy we watch game of thrones mm-hmm. we literally see we saw gladiator yeah. as kids and then you can't have a blood drop blood drops oh, like it's just it's just uh frustrating especially since period products are considered a luxury item in most states mm-hmm. and that goes along with like yeah, candy or like fucking there's other things that are not considered luxury items but no these products are um you know viagra for example is not considered a luxury item hmm yeah so do something to fix that guys <laughs> uh we invited you to be on this podcast <laughs> yeah, right? oh thank you so much for that yeah that's good <laughs> uh, i guess we could write for a senator but i don't know how much that's gonna do right now. Mm. <laughs> um yeah, what well, I mean, how did you learn? Did you did your family like did your mom ever tell you about periods or anything No, like that? I pieced it together from k- pop culture okay. and then, you know, mm, you go yes. I have uh, two sisters and okay. a mom, so I figured it out. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you got a little more personal experience. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think as any kid, you just rummage through things, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you're just like, what is this box? And it's like, well, it's not for me, so yeah. <laughs> it's not anything of interest for me. And then you just go through pop culture and you say, oh, I get it. Yeah. And then I do remember seeing like uh, baskets just full of, like you know, products. just products. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, but yeah, n- you know, in Asian households, you don't talk about nothing. Yeah, I'm yeah. more <laughs> curious what that was like. Uh, no, it's just yeah. like if you have a question, it's like that doesn't concern you. Oh, <laughs> so don't I, I, I mean, my mom never <laughs> talked to me about yeah, it. Yeah. I think my older sister probably talked to my younger sister because they all have conversations without me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that must be so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you talk about? And it's like we talk about our periods. Like, okay, let me walk back of this because it doesn't involve <laughs> me. And then I think just through culture, right? I just remember being grossed out by it for no reason. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I saw it and I just, it never bothered me before. But then, like, you learn that 
it's gross. And then, mm-hmm. then I would react maybe because I was a younger brother trying to be annoying. And so mm-hmm. I, then I would be grossed out by it. And that's but what like society tells you to do. Yeah. Like you're not, it's supposed to be gross, right? Yeah. yeah. But it, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, directly. It's just more informal. It's like, oh, I'm watching this. This is how I'm supposed to move through the world. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And and so that's how I moved <laughs> through the world. And then after a while, it's like, you know, I don't need to be so, uh, so dramatic about this. Right. Because it, again, like it circles back. It doesn't concern me. So. Right. <laughs> or does it? I don't know. Now it does. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Now, now it does. Yes. A little bit. Because <laughs> my girlfriend does go, hey, can you buy me tampons? Like, yeah, okay. It should even, you'd be like, what else do you need, baby? It's what else do you need? Do you need a oh, kitty she'll, cat? she'll tell me. That's a, that's yeah. a good question. Yes. It's not, down. guys. It's just caring <laughs> for someone. That's all it is. Uh, it's like the cramps. Yes, they hurt. What, what do you need? Do you want it? Do you want like a hot yeah. towel, a uh, hot yeah. water bottle or it's something? It's more it's like you do. What kind of chocolate do you need this? <laughs> like, do you need cookies or do you need a cake? <laughs> that's fucking real. I'm more of a salt person. Salt, huh? Yeah. Okay. Just, I like to. Yeah, same. I love okay. salt. Do you want me to be there? Oh, that's want me to a leave? fucking tricky question. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. In all seriousness, it's kind of um, hormones was something that was very um, difficult to experience. Um, I was on birth control more, like right when I got my period. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking around, I got my period at like 14 or 15. I started birth control on 16. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have sex until I was like 18. Mm-hmm. So this was, and in the, Taking the pill um, really impacts your hormones and how your body your body chemistry, mm-hmm. and so I was having severe right. mood swings. I was having severe depression, anxiety, um, to the point that it was scaring me. And these are things that like doctors tell young girls like go on birth control. It'll be mm-hmm. great for your period because that's the only solution that we have right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it causes right. severe effects to your like mental state, um, and it's scary. Do you know if they like? switched up the formula i mean they're all different but okay. i mean there's like different yeah. types right, of right. Birth control. Exactly. Like okay good that's, that's, how, that's how ignorant i am about the birth control because again <laughs> i don't have to take it yeah so. i love that you said it with a fucking <laughs> smile like <laughs> hey although the, there is male birth control yes, there, and there definitely is. oh what's that yeah, like yeah most i think the most recent studies have i don't know the the participants like most of the much. participants like opted out yeah. mm-hmm. after starting because the side much. effects were too much to handle. Yeah. Mm. And now it's like, this is what we've been dealing See, with. This is why you got to bring back toxic masculinity yeah. because then you can shame those men. <laughs> and say, oh, you soft. You can't. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Even lie to that. Oh my God. I don't know. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just like find a. This is patriarchal society. It's like solutions mm-hmm. that make you guys comfortable. And like we have to deal with the consequences that it does with our body. Fortunately, I'm on uh, loloestrin, which is um, a, the lowest hormonal dosage of birth control. So it does what it's supposed to do. But now I don't even really get a period, which sucks because I have an emotional attachment to my period. I identify, identifying as a woman, mm-hmm. I and obviously telling you guys how much I loved it growing up, um, to not yes. really have it anymore mm-hmm. um, is upsetting for me. So trying to figure out Honestly, I, I don't know. There's so much that goes into it because the reason I'm on it is because I had a cyst, and it was just it's like a whole thing. I don't know. You, I feel like you guys just gotta read up more on. <laughs> I'm like, so, uh, can't you just tell us about it? <laughs> You're right. I mean, if you don't mind me talking about it, then I'm happy to share. No, absolutely. Because if you don't talk about it, yeah. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know those homework that's written by men. Yeah. You want us to have? Is that the experience? Yeah. You want us I mean, to have? okay. To be honest, Red Dot, for example, we're uh-huh. storytelling um, nonprofit, so we share stories mm-hmm. to teach people. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to share. Um, I was, like I said, on birth control for a long time. I got off of it for about a year and got an IUD. Um, about three months after getting an IUD, I had a um, a cyst on my right ovary the size of a grapefruit. So it was 11 centimeters Damn. in my body, and um, it twisted around the ovary. And then one day, I just had to go to the hospital. I didn't know what was wrong. Um, and it cut the blood flow, so they had to cut out my ovary. Um, and that was, yeah, what? right? Um, it was yeah. a very, it was truly a traumatic experience because it's like you question why your body does that to mm-hmm. you, like why that happened. Um, also, the chemistry, your body trying to rebalance the hormones causes um, a lot of, you know, severe depression. Just ba- just by, like, losing an ovary, mm-hmm. it has to readjust with your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, right? Because right. it's not producing okay. the same amount. So yeah. it has to, like, level out. And that right. can take weeks. It can take months. Um, and so, you, you know, I was out of work for, like, three months. It was a – the surgery took, like – I was – I didn't even have to stay over the hospital, mm-hmm. but the aftermath was mm-hmm. just a lot more traumatic physically and mentally and emotionally. Um, and this is stuff that they just, uh-huh. Did you, sorry, but did you have to like let your body, did you have to take anything to assist your body or was it like you just lay, like you just kind of let it level out you on, fix let, itself let on it its level own? out. And then they were. Oh, so you couldn't, you couldn't eat any, tr- like you couldn't take any like no, pills of they, any kind. You couldn't smoke any I mean, You couldn't I'd drink anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is all our baby. You know, that's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. You got to cope somehow. Yeah, it's like sex in the city and fucking weed. That was what I was going through. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was wild. And I actually had to think. I was like, can I have kids? Mm-hmm. Like, I had to really. These are questions I just didn't know about. Yeah. You guys have to know that cysts are so common, but they don't know how it's produced. Hmm. So how can something be so common for women? I'm talking about like one out of six. Like when I was going, when they found out what it was, they were like, oh, this is the sixth cis I had today that I had to deal with. Whether it was big or small, Mm -hmm. that's a whole situation. But um, regardless, like that's how common it is. But I, and I've been so diligent on going to gynecologist for Mm -hmm. years. None of this was ever mentioned. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because it doesn't. Cons- oh yeah. Was your gynecologist no, a, black a dude? Woman. She's awesome. But like throughout my entire oh, yeah. career, it, like career, career as a woman, <laughs> a young woman growing in the world, it is a career. It's a hard work. Like, uh, you applied for it. I, I applied. I fuck in blood. <laughs> I am a fucking woman. Um, yeah, I. They never really mention it. Like you hear about cysts. I didn't know the symptoms, and so. They said to avoid having a cyst again, you have to go back on birth control. Mm-hmm. And wow, full circle, full fucking circle. Oh I know. man, that's and sucks. like the guy. Yeah. I told her, okay, like put me back on Lola Western. Like I know this shit works for me. I mm-hmm. figured out the formula that works for me. What's and it? she's like, oh, let's try you out on a different one. It's fine. And this was the scariest. Mo- this had the most hormones I've ever had. My boobs like felt like they were rocks, like they were gonna fall off. Mm-hmm. I was having like the most at- intense um, experiences of like anxiety and like yelling at people, mood swings. And then I know like damn. it was crazy. And then I look up, I'm like concerned. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Cause it takes about two weeks for birth controls to actually kick in. Right. Mm. So you don't, mm-hmm. you kind of forget that 
you just started taking a new medicine. And um, I actually just looked up the birth control and all the severe things that were happening to me were like the most common side effects that everyone who had it was experiencing. I was like, why did she fucking put me on this? <laughs> Damn. Yes, she, she gave me a sa- No, that he's not <laughs> yeah. wrong. Okay. That is really it. They make money off of these samples that like people are trying to push. Mm-hmm. And it's, you have to question how legit are, is the medical industry for reproductive health? Because the, if if the symptoms are this severe that it's causing like severe depression and like in some cases suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. over a birth control, yep. mm-hmm. like that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And they don't there and you know you got teenagers taking this. What's <laughs> the side effects later on in life? Did I get a cyst because I started so early? And there's no answers for this. These are there's literally no answers to this. Wow. I should have a TED talk. You should. You should. <laughs> that that whole thing was a yeah. TED talk. <laughs> and you should call it. Fuck <laughs> doctors. Go herbal, man. <laughs> no, don't go herbal. There are some good things doctors do. I thought do. we were just gonna go. Hey, single payer healthcare. <laughs> yeah, I just like I don't even know. So yeah, I don't know. That's okay. That's what happened. <laughs> so people need to know about this stuff. Did you like the IUD? Um, I great question. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, when they put it in, it didn't hurt as bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that was you okay. know, everyone's different, everyone's body's different, but it wasn't that bad for me. Um, and I kind of forgot about it until I think that's what caused the cyst to grow. I don't know, but it was just like oh. I got the hormonal one because I didn't want the one with the copper because I didn't like the idea of having copper in my body. Um, Okay. And so because there's two different ones. Mm -hmm. There's the plastic hormonal one Mm -hmm. there's one with the copper. And then Uh, the copper one. Isn't the copper the copper one supposed to is it better? I I really am reaching because I forgot Look, you're asking great questions. Um, (laughs) I appreciate these questions actually. It's um, I wouldn't say (laughs) it's better and that's where the debate is because copper there people say it causes a lot heavier of periods and it could actually lead to Mm -hmm. i think it's um i don't want to say it's ibs but is it it leads to like a um like bacterial infection that happens because you are bleeding too much Mm -hmm. from your period um and it's that you don't want it's like an vaginal infection um, and then the hormonal one, you know, people are nervous because you're adding extra hormones to you. So mm-hmm. people in my con- who are sensitive um. to hormones, like that could be that could affect. Personally, I didn't get that severe of hormonal changes being on the IUD, but now I'm like terrified to ever <laughs> consider it again. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows what I'll do at this point? You want to tell us more about the podcast that you guys have, the Red Dot Campaign? Yeah. Want to dive into oh, the Red Dot Collective now? Yeah. Um, so the Red Dot Collective is a a a, a spinoff of yeah. of the Red Dot campaign, where we um, bring in all of the all of the artists, professionals, whomever that we've worked with through our nonprofit um, to come on to talk about what they do, what they're involved in, specifically how they're pushing social justice issues. Mm-hmm. Um, how they're, yeah, making making the world a better place. But it's always fucking funny, and we also get way too drunk for it. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. <laughs> we get really like wait. <laughs> it's always a good time. Yeah, uh, I listened to the uh, sex work 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 yeah, podcast how episode. Do you like that one? I loved it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't listening. M- very much like uh, this conversation right now. I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, 
it's like terms I was just completely unaware of. Dude, like same. Being vanilla or footing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Dog>, I <laughs> <she> <laughs> Things and I was like, "What?" And yeah. Sage was even on that one, uh-huh. and it was just me and then Ashley and Lucy, and they are so. I mean, I didn't know anything about the terminology yet of survival sex work. Yeah, like I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, what I was is brand that? new to me too, right?" And uh, you guys should go check out that episode um, specifically because uh, I like the way I forgot who was talking about it, but the way they described, uh, I guess, B, uh, BDSM. It mm-hmm. felt very much like uh, going to a therapy session, be it mm. uh, like just the, the they like they use the word session, you know. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's like either you're getting like some people need that uh, kind of conversational therapy. <laughs> some people need uh, physical therapy. Yeah. And th- that the way she put it together seemed like a combination of both. Yeah. Because uh, they were doing physical things <laughs> to satisfy like an emotional or uh some kind of emotional trauma yeah, yeah. that someone may have yeah. or just a need yeah. that someone a need, may have. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. uh, it was fascinating because uh, so many people have these sexual needs mm-hmm. that they are unaware of or can't articulate uh, or have no uh, clear direction of how to get, you know, because, you know, sex, again, poor sex education. So yeah. you can't talk about sex. So you can't even uh, express what you want. Especially, mm-hmm. I like to... I also like want to dive in because the amount like the different porn I watch mm-hmm. and uh, I just gotta ask myself like why are you why are you into this? Mm-hmm. But if this ever happened to you in real life, you would be very scared. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had you know it just, I, so having conversations like that with mm-hmm. like Ashley and Lucy and just trying to figure out like the psychology of it because they they inquire they ask they try to figure out you know what their clients want. Yeah. Um, and like how they can help them and you know yeah I, that's actually my favorite episode too that i've done i look forward to working with them again also like consent yeah yeah consent being a huge part of like the bdsm community or just like sex work in general yeah. mm-hmm. that was something that i that i learned yeah. <laughs> i mean i went to a sex party like when I was, <laughs> what is a sex party? <laughs> um, it's a fun little underground scene in Brooklyn. Um, no, it's a, it really is an underground scene, but um, I, it's just a group where people have consensual sex, and they, I remember I was, I went, um, like years ago by myself because Sage was like, look, you this is something like you wanted to um, explore women right during that time i wasn't out yet so like you can use this as an opportunity to do that and i was like word and it was a mermaid it was under under the sea themed sex party and it was in williamsburg in this warehouse by the water right Mm -hmm. and you go in and set the scene yeah set the scene i might as well right (laughs) like the first black mermaid Uh, honestly oh my god (laughs) let's not even dive into this shit (laughs) Um, but i was but i'm gonna put a pin in that but but i want to i was the first person there (laughs) 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 i was the first person in line when i got there at 10 o'clock hi i'm here for oh and and, like we're still setting up and i was like okay uh i'll come back (laughs) (laughs) so you were you were yeah yes i was in i was I had a book with me. Mm-hmm. I bought a fucking small like Jack Daniels and I was just sipping away on a bench <laughs> to hit like 1045 <laughs> so I can go back in. And when I went back in, everything was set up 
and you know you walk in and there's like wait can you can you oh, walk yeah. us in through it like what is okay set up Every, okay what so it's a large warehouse that? when you walk in um yeah. first when you're when you're like signing in um you have what are you signing wait um i think a non-disclosure <laughs> and, and as i wanted to tell you where well, what it was or where it was or who the company was right um so like was it a consent form or a um i think you do when you sign up to be a member because mm-hmm. the only way you can get in there is like you have to make an application I and see. then you email them and mm-hmm. then they'll like approve you um and then i think you either pay beforehand or pay at the door mm-hmm. um and then so when you get there it's just like all black because like everything is behind the curtains mm-hmm. right um, so, like, I sign in, I get a wristband, like, I can drink and, like, all that stuff. And I walk in, um, and it's so beautiful. It's, like, so beautifully decorated. It's, like, well lit. There's, like, a DJ. There's, like, body painting. You know, on the sides, there's, um, you know, different mattresses. Um, there's little tents. And then you go, you can go upstairs to this one loft area that looks out into, the, like, the main floor of the warehouse. And there's, like, a big bed. And, like, you know, every section has, like, condoms, lube. Like, all the necessary equipment, I guess, right, for safe sex. And then you go downstairs <laughs> again, and you can go into the side room. That's where, like, the bar is. But it's a BYOB situation. But you can, like, tuck your drinks there, and they mark it up for you. And, like, you know, that's who it's for. And then you go upstairs to this other side loft, and there's a massage table, and then there are more mattresses on the side. And when I got there, like, people were just still dancing, getting together, right? And then as... And right when it starts, they have this huge sign about consent. And then it's like, you know, you, and they, and they explain it. They vocalize it too. They're like, you always ask for permission. Can I take this? And the whole concept is like, can't, like, would you like to play? That's how you like introduce, right? Um, And then um, they're like, would you like to play with me? That type of deal. And then from kissing to removing articles of clothing, it's like, can I kiss you? Can I do that? And I know that may seem like not as sexy or just like extra work because mm-hmm. we're so used to just like kind of diving in <laughs> in our just non-consent type of society. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like it was, it flowed very well. Mm-hmm. And like people, it's just like you are with strangers. So the funny part though, as it gets, so I'm like, in, involved in this like this interracial couple couple like finds me and they're mm-hmm. like oh do you want to like play so I go upstairs I'm like hooking up and stuff but I didn't I didn't um, have sex with them right I was just like a third for them how do you excuse yourself from that situation um, uh, great question <laughs> I think I was kind of <laughs> just like you know what you. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I, t- <laughs> I will tell you that I will put a pin on that because there's a hilarious situation that <laughs> happened later <laughs> so <laughs> I um <laughs> So, and then I'm like dancing, I'm talking to people. I'm using this kind of a, as a way to like just m- understand mm-hmm. the culture too, because I'm so mm-hmm. new. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of different people. It was pretty diverse. I found like a black couple, and they're like, yeah, we've been doing this for years. Um, we go to a more like black experience, but like this is like a pretty diverse scene that we like too. Um, we're about to take this over to Amsterdam. So I was like, whoa, this is like a whole <laughs> dope business that they have. Um, but they were in a relationship. Like there were a lot of couples in yeah. a relationship there. Um, and then I go back upstairs and everyone's fucking like everyone's <laughs> fucking. And this was like, I originally went upstairs and it was like all bare mattresses and shit. Now everyone is fucking. And it was crazy. And I'm just like sitting on the side. And there's some people sitting on the side, just like sitting there watching too. But the whole thing is like, you can't point, mm-hmm. you can't talk about people. You mm-hmm. have to like respect the actions that are happening and just like be there. Right. Was it dark? 
Yeah, it's like okay. moody. It's like sexy moody, but it's like it's fun. It's like club lights, right? Okay. And it's mm. it's like darker okay. upstairs, but you can still see and stuff. But up. What's the? Uh, I know you said there was a lot of married couples, but what's like the ratio? Uh, Is it pretty even? No, I would say more couples or married couples. Um, and yeah. if you're alone, like I was alone, I was considered a unicorn. Like there was a terminology to it, so there's always a terminology. I know, yeah. so it's like yeah, they're like, oh, no, you're like a unicorn, like you you came alone, like and so I had a lot of couples, like I don't want to say target in a negative mm-hmm. sense, but they were targeting me because I was by yeah. myself, and like that was so I was trying to like there were some people that asked, and I'd be like, no, nah. I'm like okay, thanks, thanks though, <laughs> right? And I would like go downstairs and just talk to you know talk to this body painter who was in a relation a poly relationship but she wasn't poly but her partner was poly so mm-hmm. i'm like how does that work mm. um and <laughs> then i i found this this couple that, that they were cool and then we ended up like you know sleeping together sleeping it was such a that's not what was happening so vanilla, <laughs> <laughs> so vanilla. So vanilla. <laughs> you know acting on the act i guess and um once and it was like low-key like a foursome right uh-huh. and then once that was once I, once I came, <laughs> they were still on. And again, I didn't um, I didn't receive anything. Right? Mm-hmm. It was just like it. It was like they were acting. They were getting penetrated. Right? I wasn't. But it was just like again, think of it like foreplay for me. Right? And um, <laughs> once I came, <laughs> they were still on top of me. <laughs> and you know when you come and you're just kind of like, okay, like I'm done. <laughs> so I was just like, so I was like, uh, okay, uh, cool. I'm just, and like, then how I was do I like, get out of this trying to, sandwich? No, it's so, gross. Dude, it was so like that. I was like, how do I? Okay, bye. And I was like, Thank sweating. You. Oh, my Uber's here. <laughs> I, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to Gabriel. I was like, Gabriel, please <laughs> me protect me in this situation. If I can land it up, man, you got me, right? No, but everyone. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just such a hilarious experience. I like remember that so clearly because I was just like, okay, this is, I'm done. Mm. And then I, leave, I was like, cool. Peace out, everybody. Great experience. Um, I actually went to sleep over at my brother's house and I was like, Okay, because I was in Harlem at the time, and um, I was in okay. Brooklyn for that thing, and I was like, I really have to take a shower, like, I just gotta, and then I'm gonna go sleep, and it was like two, maybe three in the morning, he was like, can't you just, like, take a shower later? And I was just like, no, like, I really have to take a shower. <laughs> and then he's like, what were you, at, like, an orgy or something? And I don't, I was just quiet. <laughs> I was like, okay, so. and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> But then also think about it, I was like, why would he ask that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the irony of it is truly beautiful. And I never went back, but it was a great experience. So, wait, <laughs> follow up with, <laughs> with what you said to your brother. Did that I didn't say anything. Okay. I think my silence was loud enough. Okay. And I don't think we've ever. I think later on, I think we went on a trip and I was telling someone about it. And then I was like, yeah, I was at a sex party. But this was like, a t- he's older than me. So I don't think he like knew who I was really yet. Mm-hmm. Because I was like 23 okay. at the time, mm-hmm. um, so you know now he's like, oh, she's like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents like, hey, uh, tell your brother like, w- look after your sister, make sure she's right. Like, get into he's like, nah, I think she's taking care of herself. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, look, 
my mom was and um, also wrote like erotic novels. Mm-hmm. So she's written best se- best selling uh, fiction and nonfiction, but also erotic novels. Mm-hmm. So it's like I come from a very fluid kind of experience mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. family. It's not that okay. Odd. Oh, that's an interesting question. So, what does more for you, like porn or erotic literature? Me, just like as a viewer. Um, yeah, I would say erotic mm-hmm. literature actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Lisa, what to about your own you? Imagination. Yeah, what about you guys? Uh, I I don't know. I've never yeah, read. Yeah, I'm story, too lazy for like a literature. Really? Not even like a movie or a show that you really liked, no. and then you wanted to like know more about what would happen if one character got with another character, and then fan fictions happen. Uh, YouTube, take care. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube's mis- oh yeah, you- YouTube. <laughs> YouTube like ships other characters. Why would but, Why would yeah. I read about sex without pictures? <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man, oh, no. like, you know how <laughs> you're vanilla. Out. I'm whatever. Like. Vanilla extract comes from oh, the plant. Shit. <laughs> wow, I am good. regular, <laughs> but I'm very comfortable with it. it yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No yeah. judgment. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I recommend uh, erotic one. literature. Okay, erotic. Yeah, literature. read like a fan fiction of something you like and see where it goes. <laughs> I, I feel like if I found something like that from yeah, here, dog. When they say me. there's extra lemons, that means there's extra sexies <laughs> in the book. That's oh. what it was called in, oh, in the okay, fan fiction. God. I thought you were referencing something from the movie. <laughs> wow, so I, like, Harry Potter. No. I, I don't lemon? remember Daniel Radcliffe asking for lemons. In, in, in <laughs> fanfiction.net, I believe is that they are fanfiction.com. Mm-hmm. When they talk about lemons, it just means it's like inappropriate. Mm. Wait, what was the website? Fanfiction.net. And this is just general fanfiction, but then there's some. Like, I read great Twilight ones. Sailor Moon also had great ones. Do you contribute to the fanfiction, or are you just merely a a consumer? Yeah, I'm a consumer. I'm just reading. I haven't read fanfiction in a while, Mm -hmm. though. But there was a great Sailor Moon one called, like, The Galactic Trinity that, like, went extended beyond, like, regular <laughs> Sailor Moon, like, <laughs> I was like, regular this cannon. needs to be a fucking book. I was, I saved it as a PDF, and uh-huh. then it's gone. It's uh, gone now. Ooh. But it's actually one of the most, most favorite, like, fiction <laughs> I've ever read. Is that really, is that why you like Sailor Moon? Or no, I loved Sailor Moon from okay. the, like, jump. But now she loves Sailor Moon. I yeah. love, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. This was not a yeah. sex fan, this was not a sex fan fiction. This was just oh, good fan fiction. Okay. Damn, dog. Misunderstood. Like, I didn't, oh. I'm not, oh. <laughs> We, I, all, yeah. we all three of us are the best left. Guys, we're going down a certain road. <laughs> I know, but I was trying to redirect this. I'm not, not all what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? It was one little scene, one little story y'all got. <laughs> but this, it was a regular fan fiction. It was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sad. It was, it's no longer exists. Okay, don't. <laughs> well, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Sorry to bum you out. <laughs> No, just there's more layers to you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. with the name Galactic Trinity, I see the confusion. <laughs> no, it's just you were talking about uh, erotic fiction and you brought up Sailor Moon. I'm uh, saying fanfiction.net yeah. just has, yeah. happens to have, but is it is more than that. It's just a fanfiction yeah. site. Yeah, Sailor Moon was like seven unicorns <laughs> just hanging out together. Was oh, God. Uh, did you know, though, Sailor Moon was the most popular show that... Um, they, they, I think Maxim did like a list of cartoons that excited kids, like boys when they were younger. Sailor Moon was like one of the top ones. Interesting. Well, yeah. yeah. They're wearing short skirts and their boobs are huge and they're like 13 or 14. Yeah. Okay. I mm-hmm. can see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of 
uh, I guess non Sailor Moon related ones, probably like uh, the Little Mermaid because she showed mm. her midriff. The midriff. Yeah. Yeah. And Jasmine. Then Jasmine. Yeah. Jasmine uh, when Jasmine's she gets a big one. like, um, yeah. like with Jafar. Jafar. Like, yeah, that yeah. was sick. Yeah. <laughs> Hair up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is what she's saying. That is totally high ponytail it's like that means something different <laughs> than the low ponytail she's wearing red <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. wow who is your favorite cartoon out of disney that you were attracted to so you said ariel possibly what was your favorite one favorite what? cartoon you were attracted to i just need to know Attract- probably jasmine okay and then oop, i didn't mean to touch your oh, computer you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you not get consent? <laughs> That's <laughs> my computer. Oh, God. Uh, what was yours? Yeah. I'm go. The yeah. bird? I'm just kidding. It was, uh, no, it was, uh, it was it's Jasmine. It's a classic. It was Jasmine she, as well. She was popped that scene. Yeah. It was. Mm. Jasmine in that red dress was Honestly. what it was for me. No. Oh, actually, her and Jessica Rabbit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, that's not Disney, is it? I, I thought we were just limited oh, yeah, to true. Disney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, no limits. Just... <laughs> Cartoons. Just cartoons. Cartoons. Oh, I don't know now. <laughs> I think I like go into like the yeah, catalog of cartoon characters, like things that I haven't thought about in yeah. years. April oh, O'Neil. Who's that? She was a uh, Ninja Turtles it's friend from the Turtles. Oh. She's the reason I like girls in jumpsuits. <laughs> That's basically where it comes from. <laughs> 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 it's like, yo, you got a yellow <laughs> romper? That's was That's, That's kind of dumb. <laughs> Was it Tuxedo Mask for you? Um, for a, my emotional capacity was for Tuxedo Mask. Society told me it was Tuxedo Mask. Uh-huh. Um, but, but it was really Sailor, the Moonlight Night. It was Sailor Uranus. Okay. okay. She was, from how my type developed, it yeah. became fuckboy Sailor Uranus. <laughs> she is the actual fuckboy of the show. She you know, really that, is. That's probably like when um, my friends and I probably had conversations about like what trans is or what... Mm. Uh, <laughs> the the whole gender thing was because well yeah there were if I remember correctly uh, it was a boy and then when he went super powered was a girl no she was actually she was just a girl she just oh. dressed up as uh, you know she just dressed up in huh. masculine clothing but see again like that's <laughs> that no was but the later on started. in the yeah. season so yeah. um, I think in the last season of Sailor Moon there are three they're like the galactic trio or something like that. Um, they actually transitioned. So they were, um, bo- they were like oh. famous pop stars mm. in like the Sailor Moon <coughs> world, but then they were actually like galactic warriors in some kind, but they transitioned in their transformation. See, that's so that, like, was, that was the life before the internet when you could just <laughs> fact check your friend's lives. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, but I was like, actually, I loved it though. It was, it was a great, I really, Sailor Moon was actually such a queer, iconic show. Mm-hmm. Like it really helped um, save a lot of queer kids and it kind of find identity. I think um, Vice News or or one a, a small YouTube um, like setup. I think it was under Vice. Mm-hmm. They uh, interviewed a lot of queer kids about Sailor Moon specifically yeah. and how there were like queer conventions regarding the show, just because it pretty much had everything in it. Um, in during the '90s, like, and this was a kid show. Like yeah. they. 
you would consider, I guess adults would consider that problematic if they caught on yeah. during that time. But it was pretty um, amazing what they did. Well, that's one of the, uh, I guess, plus and negative sides of uh, the anime where you can just say, oh, that's just Japanese and mm. just keep it moving. Yeah, it's like, okay, maybe. that's good enough for us. But uh, I remember Mulan being very similar when yeah. people were starting to dissect what Mulan is meant to be. Uh, and I think that's why the live action version they mm-hmm. cut off the uh male love interest i forget his name shang, like, shang. shang yeah. because Daddy. uh they don't want uh to, <laughs> to have that confuse people oh um yeah i'm actually kind of bummed out about that because um someone i forgot who i talked to but recently they were like i'm upset that they cut shang out because mm-hmm. he was like a bisexual like yeah. representative and I was didn't it didn't click for me mm-hmm. until then. I was like, oh shit, he was attractive to Ping, like when she yeah. was Ping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. but he was confused by it. But he was attracted. Yeah. And then yeah. when he found out this girl, he's like, oh okay, cool. <laughs> 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 I don't have to freak out. But that is the best way it could have worked during out. During right? Yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, now dress up like the boy again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, Ping was popping. I loved um, that. Mulan's my favorite. Um, cartoon speaking of Asia mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> was it because like there wasn't okay. a lot of black cartoons by um, Disney no I think it really it, I identified as Chinese so it also um. I was there weren't that many Chinese cartoons no. right <laughs> there was so, one <laughs> yeah so I might to this day like my mom <laughs> my mom recently bought me a Mulan doll like uh. a couple years ago <laughs> just and I was moving. I was going to leave it behind. I was like, Mom, I'm like 22. <laughs> but she's like, wait, you don't want to keep it? Like, speaking, going full circle, just like I had a lot of um, like uh, not artifacts, but just like things that to remind me of my Chinese. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like she had Chinese dolls that she had when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. gave me a lot of clothes that represented that. So it's not like I just didn't have the culture around me. It was just like. I didn't yeah. know the language. It wasn't my like. Did she cook the food? Yeah, yeah. She she's a really lit cook, but mm-hmm. she swears she's Italian. So a lot of the food we ate was Italian. <laughs> but she is like we would have. She's a working a woman, you know. She, she really had, is. just had to get it out quick. No, not no. She it's yeah. It, come on, this isn't just like throw some fucking sauce on some noodles. No, she really put the work in. Like she's <laughs> making everything from scratch. Quite exactly. She's oh. quite talented. See, that's how ignorant I am about Italian food. <laughs> It just, just looks easier. <laughs> yeah, she's a sick cook for a lot of a lot of different cuisines. But all right, I think we have to wrap it up soon okay, because yeah. uh, everybody around us is closing up shop. Wow, did we have a good oh, combo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for you, doing the show. Why don't you yeah. uh, shout out uh, your Instagram, Twitter handles, yeah. uh, Red Dots, Instagram, Twitter handles, uh, dot coms. Yep. Uh, how people can find you? How people can support you? Um, all that stuff well you can follow red dot at at red dot campaign um you can follow me at um at ew photos number one like it's the number one um i'm just on instagram so you can follow me sage at sage youngblood okay lucky all the information will be in the show notes yeah. so uh and then on the website yeah, yeah. it's uh red dot campaign dot mm-hmm. org you can donate there. We're going to mm-hmm. have an art exhibition coming up um, end of August, maybe early September. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. We have a ton of events that happen at New Women's Space um, every second and fourth Thursday of every month. Mm-hmm. So come through. It's always a good time. <clears throat> Excellent. All right. Uh, once again, thank you very yeah. much for uh, 
being our guest. Uh, that was very yeah. Thanks fun for coming in. Yeah. I wish you were here with us. Like you had <laughs> I know, some great I questions, know. but you know. Oh, also, I didn't want to tell you, but you've been frozen for like <laughs> for like twenty minutes. For like <laughs> <laughs> the majority of this, so we're just. <laughs> Good th- so I hope it just was frozen on a frame that's ah! at least decent, which makes sense because I've been laughing and trying to like watching the people behind you because they like people just stopped and they've been staring at you too. Nah, you got an RBF going on right now. Yeah, it's a good. It's <laughs> you look like you're at the edge of your seat. Yeah, like, you you're are. really engaged. <laughs> uh, um, you can find us at the Bad Asian Show on Instagram. Uh, find me at David yep. Nguyen. Find Emron at Emron G. And you can find me at Emron the G. Uh, follow <laughs> our uh, network, Listening Party. Yeah. That's where they mm-hmm. also host mm-hmm. the Red Dot Collective yeah. podcast. Uh, I know you guys are on SoundCloud. Yeah, well, and Spotify. And Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. But not iTunes? Not iTunes. Are we anti-Apple? How, how do we? No, I just don't know. No, we're, we're working on it. Okay. We got uh, a lot of shit you on do. our table. Okay. <laughs> 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 I know. Uh, so look for them out there. Th- again, they'll be in the show notes. And then, uh, yeah, we forgot to say this up top, but uh, remember to give us five stars on iTunes and then mm-hmm. leave a worthwhile comment. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can write whatever you want. All right. Who was your favorite <laughs> cartoon that you got stars. the hots for in the 90s? <laughs> 90s specifically. <laughs> 90s specifically, because I'm a 90s baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you very much, everybody. Take care. Bye.